Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. I have certainly struggled at times, but God has been good to Jim Rayleigh. I wonder if God has been good to anybody else in the house today. You know, sometimes, precious, we just need to be reminded of, over how far we've come. And maybe we're not where we want to be, but anybody glad you ain't where you used to be? Praise the Lord. Well, I feel like preaching. If you're ready, shout, bring it on. Always thanking Pastor Josh and our team for doing such a great job. Last week I heard it was awesome. I was in uh, Kenosha and dealt with all that. And then I went to preach in Texas and got chased around by a hurricane. Come on, y'all. And I leave for California on Tuesday. And I'm just declaring peace in the name of Jesus as I go to speak there. But Joshua chapter 4, I'm going to begin reading at verse 19. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. You by live stream, love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal, somebody say Gilgal, on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in the time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over the Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. The Bible said Joshua set this altar up at Gilgal. Gilgal, if you define that in the Hebrew, it means the wheel. It means the turning. It means the rolling. I want to preach for just a few minutes along these lines, a divine turnaround. Listen, I know what 2020 has been looking like, but I've come to tell somebody, get ready, God's about to bring us to Gilgal. We're going to have a divine turnaround. That means everything you can turn around by yourself, you have to turn it around. But God said the things that you can't turn around, I'm going to turn it around supernaturally. How many of you are ready to see God turn some children around, turn some finances around, turn some situations around? Come on, turn the coronavirus around. Turn division around. Turn racism around. Take everything that the enemy meant for evil and turn it around. Make a little noise if you believe in divine turnarounds today. Well, I'm warning you, I feel like preaching. You right here and you at home, just slip up your hands and let's pray. Father, help me today 
to preach your word in a way that it'll bring you glory and to encourage your people. In this time when the enemy want us, wants us to panic, we're not going to panic. We're going to praise because, God, you are bringing divine turnarounds. You're moving behind the scenes. You're moving in ways we don't even know anything about, and we give you glory. If he's ever turned anything around in your life, make a little noise right now in the house. Come on. You can be seated, precious. The Bible says that they were at a place called Gilgal. And Gilgal means a turning. It means literally, it means a rolling. It's like a wheel. It represents a turnaround. And this week, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, encourage my people because I'm about to bring them to a place of divine turnaround. He said, I'm about to supernaturally begin to turn things in their lives. I don't know who I'm talking to, and I don't know who needs God to turn some things around, but is there anybody here today that believes that God can turn a cancer report around? Come on, he can turn a rebellious child around. He can turn a financial situation around. Come on, he can turn a nation around. In fact, he can turn your husband around. Some wife said, hallelujah. Make a little noise if he's ever turned anything around in your life. Now, I truly love this story here. It's the story of when the children of Israel are right on the precipice of finally possessing the promised land. Can you imagine? This has been a 40-year task, and they are now following the ark, and they followed that ark, which was a symbol of the presence and glory of God. They followed that ark towards the Jordan River, and the priests are carrying it on their shoulder. They're pursuing what's personified the presence of God, and when they pursued the presence of God, mighty and awesome miracles began to take place. Now, I want to tell you, precious, what was true all those years ago is still true today. Miracles happen in the presence of the Lord. Miracles take place in the presence of God. That's why Calvary can sometimes seem radical, almost fanatical in our praise. That's why around here we get excited about the Lord. That's why we clap our hands. That's why we shout unto God. That's why we dance before the Lord. You know why? Because the Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Have you ever had times when you lost track of God? Now let's get real. Have you ever had times when you looked at your situation and your circumstance, and you said, God, where are you at? Well, I'm about to give you God's address. God's address is P.O. Box praise. When you begin to praise the Lord, God shows up in your praise. Miracles happen in the presence of the Lord. Now, here Israel is. They're in pursuit of God's presence, and their pursuit released rewards for them. There's a reward when you pursue God's presence. Miracles take place. Wonders take place. Provision takes place. Here the Jordan is, and I've been there many times, and some of you have been right there with me. The Jordan was at flood stages. It was the time of year when the Jordan was at its deepest and at its widest. But when God's people obeyed the Lord and stepped out and they followed the glory of the Lord, that water, that obstacle, that hindrance started backing up. And 
Bible theologians tell us that the water backed up as far as 70 miles away. I want you to understand how profound and incredible this is because the children of Israel didn't just walk across in about 15 minutes. There were millions and millions of these children of Israel. It took them the entire day to walk across on that dry ground, but God came through for them. I want you to picture the scene in your mind. This phenomenal miracle had just manifested. Here they are. They're on the precipice now of possessing their promise. I stopped by to tell you somebody in the room is on the very edge of protesting your promise. Some of you right now are getting ready to, to, to possess what you've had your eye on. Maybe there's been obstacles in front of you, but if you'll praise God, he'll move that obstacle out of the way. <laughs> so here they are, precious. They're right on the verge. Imagine, they're about to possess the land. They've walked across and they've seen God do miracles. I, I wonder, is there anybody here that can say, Pastor, really, I've already seen him move in my life. Okay, that's about 12 of you. I said, is there anybody here that can say, Pastor, I've already seen him move in my life. Here they are. They, this generation that is about to possess this promise, they've lived their entire life in the desert. They've lived all their lives. Only two of the original wound up possessing the land, and that was Joshua and Caleb. Everyone else had died who had left uh, uh, Egypt. So all these had been born and raised in the desert, but they were about to step out of their desert and into their destiny. Ah, I don't know who I'm talking to, but there's somebody in the room, you feel like you've been in a desert season. There's somebody watching by live stream, you feel like you've been in a desert season. But God brought Jim Rayleigh to this stage to tell you, don't lose faith and don't lose hope because God is still on your side and somebody's about to step out of your desert and into your destiny. You've lived every day for this moment. You've lived every day for this opportunity. Somebody is about to step into a new season. Is there anybody ready in this house today? The Bible says here now that Joshua said to them in verse 5, cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan and each one of you take a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel that this may be a sign among you when your children ask you in time to come saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over Jordan, and the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones, watch this now, shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Now watch this. He said, when the children come, and they say, what do these stones mean to you? You're able to tell them this is the place where God moved for us. This is the place where the impossible became possible. This is the place where God made a way right out of no way. This is the place where God moved what was in front of us that was holding us from our breakthrough. This is the place where it happened. 
I wonder if there's anybody here today, if somebody came up to you and said, what does your testimony mean to you? What does this season mean to you? You could look at them and say, this is the place where God shifted my life. This is the place where God turned me around. This is the place where God brought me out. This is the, do you have a place where you can take somebody and say, this is where God moved in my life. Come on and give him praise if you know what I'm talking about today. Now it said that these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Now, now the instructions are clear. God said, build a memorial. Now, memorial, if you look at the word, memorial is akin to the word memory. Memorial is the word zikron. It's a memorable thing. It's where we, it's also the word zakar. It means to mark. It means to be mindful. It means to mention. Does, does anybody have anything you could mention? If I gave you a chance, if I gave you the microphone, which I won't because it's too dangerous, but if I gave you the microphone, could you testify that God in the past has made a way for me, that God has moved things for me, that God has shifted things for me? Is there anything you could make mention of? <laughs> See, there are people who don't understand your praise, but they don't, know, they don't know what God has done in your life. And if they knew what God has done in your life, they might understand why you praise him like you praise him. So here it is, precious. It is a memorable thing. It's to mark, to be mindful, to mention. I paraphrase it like this. It is the must of remembering. Isn't it amazing here? that immediately upon crossing the Jordan River, they did not prepare the soldiers for battle, that they did not assemble the warriors for an invasion. They didn't even sit down and strategize what would come next. They stopped in their tracks and they remembered. They stopped and remembered what God had already done. See, one of the keys to getting to where you're going Getting to your next level is to remember where you have already come from. Help me, Holy Spirit. I said you got to remember where you've already come from. In your hard season, in your challenging seasons, in 2020. How many of you can say 2020 has been the longest decade of my life? Can I get a witness? This has been a crazy year. And what happens is so many people have a tendency in the midst of problem and perplexing times of forgetting how far God has already brought them. And you see, we will never get to the next place until we learn to be thankful in this place. Because the truth is, like I said before, maybe you're not where you want to be, but you're certainly not where you used to be. And I'm going to tell you something the devil doesn't want you to know. You are not where you're going to be. So I want you to stop and praise God right now that in the midst of it all, he's still got a plan and he's working everything out. Don't be frustrated so much with where you are that you forget where God has brought you from. We will never get to the next place, as I said, until we learn to be thankful in this place. So God declared here, he said, the first thing I want you to do is remember. Now, this is powerful to me. I meditated on this, and this revelation literally unfolded before me. The Lord knew 
that the greatest danger that the Israelites would face would not be what so many people would think. You'd say, well, probably, Pastor, the greatest danger that, that the children of Israel would face would be the seven nations that they had to drive out, the, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gergesites, the Jebusites, the Termites. Come on, somebody. The Ammonites, the Bad Balsites, the Bill Collectorites, the Hard-Headed Husbandites. Come on, the, the demon-possessed childrenites. Can I get a witness? He said, none of these were going to be your greatest danger to your survival. Maybe, maybe the greatest danger would be the lack of success that you might have trying to farm the land and settle the land. Maybe that would be the biggest issue, but none of these were the real issue. God knew that their greatest danger, their biggest threat, would be in forgetting what he had already done for them. So he said, I want you to build a memorial, and I want you to come back to this place and remember that if I move for you before I can move for you again God said as long as you remember me nothing or no one will be able to overcome you God knew as long as they would remember him the sky was the limit tell your neighbor in fact there are no limits come on no limits God knew as long as they remembered him they could overcome any attack they could conquer any foe they could survive any struggle they could beat any enemy they could resist any false idol and hear me today I've come to tell you if you just remember that he is still a way maker and a miracle worker. There's nothing in 2020 that shall overcome you. Not stress, not anxiety, come on now. Not struggles, not incidents, not accidents, not problems, not, not, not racism. I'm telling you, it will not overcome. Not, not COVID-19, not cancer, not divorce. Baby, it's not gonna overcome you if you remember that God is on your side. See, the greatest danger we face is in forgetting God. So he said, I want you to build this altar and I want you to remember what I've already done. Tell somebody around you, say, say whatever you do, don't forget God. Yeah, 164 times in God's word, we read, remember. God said, if you'll remember my faithfulness in your last battle, I'll, I'll help you make it through this battle. See, you ought to just remind somebody. You, in fact, you ought to remind yourself of what you've already made it through. <laughs> See, people don't know how far you've come. Here's what David said in Psalm 63. He said, I will remember you even in my dark times. David said, I'm going to remember what you've already done. I'm going to remember how you already made a way. I'm going to remember how you already have gave me victory. I'm going to remember that I've already killed a giant with your power. I'm going to remember that I ascended to the throne when I shouldn't have been able to. I'm going to remember that I survived deserts. I'm going to remember that I survived attacks. I'm going to remember that I survived when my son tried to steal the kingdom from me. I'm going to remember that I survived the threat of the Philistines. Is there anybody here? When you look back across your life. You can say, God, you have been faithful to me before, and if you've been faithful to me before, you'll be faithful to me again. David said, I will remember you, watch this, 
even in my dark times. See, anybody can remember him when it's all going good. Come on now, when it's hunky-dory. Do y'all know what hunky-dory is? Wave at me if you've ever heard the word hunky-dory. Yes, in Spanish it means hunky-dory. It's the Greek for hunky-dory. Come on now, it's the Hebrew word hunky-dory. Can I get a witness? What it means is this, anybody can praise God when things are going good. But when you're in a season that you don't understand, when you're in a season where kids are going crazy and money is low, when you're in a season when you get a bad doctor's report, when you're in a season and coronavirus is all that's being talked about and racism and injustice and all the things that the enemy is perpetrating and hell wants to bring fear on you, you need to say, God, even in my dark times, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to give you glory. Watch this. Because you have been my help. <laughs> I, I dare somebody right now. If he's ever helped you, one, two, three, give him a praise right now. Give him a praise. David said, therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. Re means to do again. And joyce is kin to the word joy. It means to get your joy again. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody's about to get your joy again. You're about to get your joy back. You're about to get your laugh back. You're about to get your hallelujah back. You're about to get your thank you Jesus back. You're about to get your swagger back. Y'all don't make me preach. You're about to get your dance back. I dare somebody right now who's ready to recapture joy. Make a little noise in the room right now. Here's my admonition to you. I want you to remember and I want you to rejoice. Now watch this. The Bible says in verse 8 that the children of Israel did so. They gathered these stones. They did just as Joshua commanded, and they took up 12. Somebody say 12. 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan. 12 in the Bible is the number of government. 12 tribes. 12 stones, 12 disciples, 12 elders, 12 gates. In the Bible, numbers mean something. And in this particular instance, the number 12 means government. And I'm telling you, God is able to govern things in your life. Now, before I started preaching, before I went to cemetery, I mean seminary, come on, somebody. Before I went to seminary, before I went to Bible university, I had all kind of jobs, and one job I had, I drove a truck. Can you imagine that? But not like an 18-wheeler, but like a big truck that had a governor on it. It didn't mean the governor of Florida was on it. Come on. I wasn't giving Ron DeSantos a ride. Can I get a witness? That's not, the governor that I'm talking about, it was a governor that controlled the speed. That means that truck would only go 50 miles an hour. That drove me up the wall because I don't like to go 50 miles an hour. I believe you need to go 80. Come on, somebody. So it drove me crazy because I felt limited. But the reason that I had that governor on that was because I did not need to drive a big old truck 80 miles an hour, especially me. Come on. And sometimes 
You have to deal with issues. And God puts a governor on your life. And he doesn't allow you to act the way you would like to act. And do the things you want to do. <laughs> I'm about to preach a little bit. Y'all were shouting just a minute ago, but you might get quiet now. <laughs> the people who forget God, they live life without a governor. They said, I can, I, can, I can do whatever I want to do. I can have any lifestyle I want to have. I can have any attitude I want to have. I can act any way. I, I can post whatever I want to post on Facebook. Preach Pastor Rayleigh. Come on. Can I tell you something? Oh, yeah. oh I'm just going to go ahead and tell the truth. Condescension is not one of the fruits of the Spirit. I watch people post on Facebook, and they're them, those condescending posts, and you act like you're more spiritual than everybody else. You're trying to tell everybody how they ought to act and what they ought to do, and then you have no compassion, you have no grace, you have no kindness, and you get up there and say, I'm just telling the truth. I'm not going to apologize for telling the truth. And then somebody gets on there, and they're broken. There, somebody gets on there, and they're hurting. Somebody gets on there, and they're wounded, and you, and you respond with, all I did was tell the truth. No, all you did was forget to be like Jesus. And what? Oh, I'm preaching now. It's quiet. Give me a minute. I'll get off this. But you need to get under the government of God and realize that you can't post everything you want to post and you can't respond any way you want to respond. And we've got to clean it up, Calvary, on Facebook. People who live life without a governor. They think anything they say, anything they do is okay. And I believe the reason that so many in churches are having problems today is they have remembered religion, but they have forgotten God. They have remembered religion. They have remembered how to preach, but they have forgotten God. They have remembered how to sing, but they've forgotten the goodness of God. They've remembered how to do church, but they've forgotten God. They remembered social media, but they forgot God. They remembered programs, but they forgot God. Let me tell you, programs can't heal you. Preaching can't heal you. Singing can't heal you. And church can't heal you. Social media can't heal you. But let the presence of God invade your life and he'll turn everything around. Give God a shout if you believe it. So what's the answer in America today? You by live stream, what's the answer? America must have a church that remembers God. How many of you are glad to be in a church where we still remember the power of God? Make a little noise if you're thankful. The Bible said in 2 Peter 2, for the righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Ain't that good news? And to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust and uncleanness they despise government. When you get to a point where nobody can tell you anything, you're on dangerous ground. See, people who forget God despise kingdom government. 
But God knows his people. God knows his people have to be governed. Now, I won't stay here but a second, but I'm thankful that God still has prophets and preachers and men and women that are bold enough to even make me uncomfortable and push me toward kingdom living. Make a little noise if that's what you want in your life. That's what I desire. Now, I want to skip around a little bit, but I want to teach this thing. Here the children of Israel are. Now we're back at the Jordan River. We've just crossed, and they have seen unbelievable and incredible victories in the Lord. What a time they must have had. Don't you know they must have been rejoicing? Don't you know they must have been dancing? Because those people had not seen the Red Sea part. They were born in the desert. Only Joshua and Caleb had seen the Red Sea part. But here the children are. And the children found out that the God who moved for mama will move for me. Come, come on, somebody. The God who made a way for daddy may, can make a way for me. So here they are, relishing in the goodness of God. And the Bible says that the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they camped at Gilgal on the east border of Jer Jericho. So they set up camp and immediately built an altar, a memorial with 12 stones. They put 12 stones in the river that it parted, and they put 12 stones on the outside of the river. Two altars. You say, why, Pastor? Because the one in the river, the altar in the river, represented what God had brought them through. And the stones on the bank of the river represented what God had brought them out of. Oh. So they stood there remembering what God had brought them through, but also praising him for what he had brought them out of. See, there are some of you here today, when you look back at what you made it through, that heartache, that problem, that attack, that sickness, that betrayal, that issue, that thought it would destroy you and drown you, you made it through. If you can't praise God for nothing else, you ought to stop and praise him for what you made it through. Come on, come on. Y'all don't know what I made it through. You don't, you don't understand what it took to get Jim Rayleigh where he is today. You don't understand the journey that I've been on. And if you can't praise him, I'll praise him by myself because I know what I made it through. I'm going to be Pastor Josh for a minute. Take 30 seconds and praise God right now. Come on, for what you made it through. Praise him right now for what you made it through. You shouldn't even be here today, but you... Tell your neighbor, I made it through. Some people didn't even make it, but I made it through. Some people drowned, but I made it through. Some people didn't get my, my friends that I went to high school. They didn't make it, but I... Huh. Oh, I feel something. I feel something shifting. All right. So, so the one in the river, they said, this is what I made it through. 
But then there's an altar outside of the river that says this is what he brought me out of. In other words, I'm out of it and I'm not going back. I'm out of it and I'm not gonna be sucked back into it. It's one thing to come through it and go back. But see, that, that altar said, not only are you out, you're gonna stay out. So you can praise God for what he brought you through, but you ought to lose your mind giving him praise for what he brought you out of. Some of y'all, he brought you out of generational curses. Some of you, he brought you out of sickness. Some of you, he brought you out of disease. Some of you, he brought you out of doubt. Some of you, he brought you out of alcohol. What did he bring you out of? And how many of you are saying, Pastor, now that I'm out, I'm staying out in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, just say, hey, neighbor. Holler at him, say, hey, neighbor. Say, if I was you, I would give God praise. Say, because God didn't just bring us through, God brought us out. Somebody give him a shout right now if he brought you out. Now, here they are at Gilgal. Are you tracking with me? They're at the place. Remember, Gilgal is the wheel. It's the rolling. It's the turning. There they are. And they build a memorial at the place of the wheel, the rolling, the turning, the reversal, the moving. <laughs> Somebody's about to enter Gilgal. You're about to have some things turn. You're about to have some situations turn. You're about to have some seasons turn. They're there. Now watch this, precious. And there were probably many who would have been happy to stay right there. Let's just stay here. God moved right here. There were many who would have been cool with staying there. They would have basked in the memorial of what God had did. They would have stayed at the place where God had moved before. But God had them at the place of the wheel. He had them at the place where they were about to gain momentum. And they were about to get moving, the place of turning. God did not desire for them to stay where they were. See, if they would have stayed where they were, they would have changed the memorial into an idol. Y'all don't make me preach today. I feel this in my spirit. That's one of the main problems we have in the church today. People get stuck at where God was instead of moving to where God is. They want to stay where God used to be, where God once performed, where God once made a way. But I have come to tell you that God is still in the way-making business. And if he did it before, he can do it again. Watch this. What should have been a memorial that motivated them became an idol that isolated them. There are people who want to stay at yesterday's memorial. And people who stay at yesterday's memorial, they're in trouble. Because if you're taking notes, you need to write this down. We must not idolize what God intends for us to memorialize standing where God was, staying where God used to move, being transfixed on what God did and not understanding that he's able to do it again, trying to live on yesterday's touch, yesterday's worship, yesterday's breakthrough, yesterday's fire, yesterday's bread, yesterday's outpouring, yesterday's visitation, yesterday's anointing, yesterday's presence. I don't know about you, but yesterday's not enough for me. I'm 
I'm thankful for the memorial, but baby, let me tell you, I'm ready to find out what God can do in 2020. I'm ready to find out how big God can be in this next season of my life. Here's what the devil doesn't want you to know. Anything God ever was, he still is. And anything God ever did, he can do it again. I said anything God ever was, he still is. And anything God ever did, he can do it again. I'm gonna say that again. I said anything God ever was, he still is. And anything he ever did, he can do it again. That's why you don't need to just stand in your place this morning and be hypnotized by the good old days and act like the good old days are the best they'll ever be. Let me tell you, the good old days haven't even happened yet. Oh, Jesus, don't make me run down there and grab a hold of you and me and you run around the building. I said the good old days haven't even happened yet. I'm not 26 anymore. I'm not 36. I'm not even 46. I'm 56. And let me tell you, baby, I'm just getting going. I believe I hadn't seen anything. God's going to blow my mind in the next season. If you believe it, give him a praise right now. Let's go a little deeper. They, there were some who wanted to stay where they were and be hypnotized over what God had done. Have you ever known people that all they can tell you is how God used to move? Well, you know, I was a part of that move of God, and it was, I tell you, preacher, that was something back there in the 70s, and that in the 80s, and I, you know, God, I got filled with the Holy Ghost back in the Depression, and I've been depressed ever since. Come on, y'all don't make me preach. They can only tell you. Some of y'all old up in here. You know, they can only tell you about what God used to do, and they're forever living in the past. But I believe that I am gathered with some people here this morning who are saying, God, I'm thankful for what you've done. I'm thankful for how big you've been, but I need you right now to show up and do the next thing and blow my mind. How many of you are ready for God to blow your mind with breakthrough and miracle power? Now here's, here's what hell wishes I wouldn't say, but this is gonna get in somebody's spirit. I've come to tell you, you ready for this? Everything God has done is only preparation for what he's getting ready to do. Oh my Jesus. See, they thought the Jordan was the end, but it was only the beginning. I've come to tell somebody here today that everything God has done is only preparation I feel that. If nobody feels that but me, I feel that. It's only preparation for what he's getting ready to do. I think about the Israelite story. He parted the Jordan so they could walk across on dry ground. They walked across on dry ground so they could engage their enemies and tear the walls of Jericho down. They tore the walls of Jericho down so they could overcome the resistance. They overcame the resistance so they could possess the promise. They possessed the promise so they could establish the kingdom. They established a kingdom that would worship Jehovah. They worshiped Jehovah so they could, they, could, they could preserve a people. They preserved a people because the Messiah was gonna come through those people. The Messiah came and he saved the world. 
I'm trying to tell you, everything God does is only preparation for what he's getting ready to do. So Jesus was born. He was born so he could live a sinless life. He lived a sinless life so he could die on the cross. He died on the cross so he could be laid in a borrowed tomb. He was laid in a borrowed tomb so he could defeat death, hell, and the grave. He was laid in the grave so he could raise again. He was risen again so he could ascend to heaven. He ascended to heaven so he could send the Holy Ghost. He sent the Holy Ghost so he could build the church. He built the church because he's preparing his bride. He's preparing his bride because he's coming back again. I said he's coming back again. Everything God does is preparation for what I need somebody to give him praise. If you believe, you're in preparation. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say you sit there and be religious. But I gotta tell you. Holler at him, say I gotta tell you. You ought to give God praise because everything God has done for you is only preparation for what he's getting ready to do. Give him a shout if you believe it. I've come to tell you, this is your Gilgal moment. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you've lived every day to get to this moment. You've lived every day to get to this moment in time because in spite of coronavirus, in spite of racism, in spite of confusion, in spite of division, in spite of problems, in spite of the fact that most of our church is still worshiping online, and everything the devil has said, oh, we got the church where we want them. I've come to serve hell notice that sooner or later coronavirus is gonna be in our rear view mirror. And the moment that door cracks, we're gonna run through it and we're gonna have more people and more revival and more glory at Calvary than we've ever had. Make a little noise if you believe it. Somebody in the room right now, right this moment, it's time for your divine turnaround. This is your Gilgal moment. You're at your turning. You're at your shifting. Some of you don't even realize that this season was necessary to prepare you. See, God wanted the children of Israel to have a place where they could come and remember how he had brought them through before. Stand to your feet. I need some, we're going to praise him for just a second. Even if you've been in a fight like I have, I'm telling you, I, can I be honest with you? You want me to just be a religious pastor? Can I be truthful? I have fought more hell in 2020 than I have in 10 years combined personal. I've had so many people close in my life die. People that I love. People that are precious to me. My sister. My spiritual father. Folks that have been like family to me for decades. And one night they were in heaven. I have fought. I've tried to hold the line and say, God, God, 
I don't care what the enemy does. My church is going to be racially diverse and unified and in love with Jesus. Come on, somebody. But these times, how many of you can say 2020 has been some kind of a year? Wave at me if, you, if you're tracking with me. But watch this, precious. If you're in a fight right now, if you're in a battle, if you're in a time of trouble, remember, don't miss it now. The memorial was the place that they came back to and remembered where God came through. God wanted the children of Israel to have a place where they could come and remember where he came through. So, so listen, in the closing moments of this service, I want you to return in your mind back to a place in your life that God came through for you. I want you to stop right now and I want you to start remembering and I want you to go to a place, a place where you used to be, a place where you once were, a place where everything around you said you aren't going to make it. A place where everything around you said it can't happen. And I want you to remember how God made a way for you. I want you to remember how God said, I want this to become your own personal Gilgal. I dare somebody right now, even if you're in a time of trusting, I dare you to look back and say, God, I'm going to praise you that I remember back when I was struggling. I remember back when I was depressed. I remember back when I didn't know what to do, but you parted my struggle. You moved my mountain. Somebody give him praise right now. If you can look back at his goodness. You say, well, Pastor, what should I do? The Lord said, you need to remind your children you need to remind people around you. I want everything attached to me to know that Jim Rayleigh is not the architect of his destiny. I want all my children, my spiritual sons and grandsons and daughters, I want them to know that I didn't get to where I am by myself. Y'all don't know the pit that I grew up out of. You don't know where I came from. I've been abused on every level, physically, emotionally, sexually. There's no way I should be here today. Everything about my story should cause me to hate the ministry. Everything about my story should cause me not to be standing here today. But I look back when I was 20 years old and I came and I gave it all to Jesus. And let me tell you, baby, 36 years later, I can tell my sons that even if you feel like you can, you can. And even when people tell you you're not going to make it, you will. And even if folks say you're worthless, you're not. God is on your side. He'll move. But I know that there are people right now. And you, you say, Pastor Rayleigh, I don't, I don't want to idolize what I need to memorialize. What I need is a fresh touch today. I need the God who did it before eh, to do it again. Maybe you're here today. And maybe, maybe the struggle has been deep. 
Maybe the health fight, the issue, the problem has been deep. Those stones were deep in the Jordan River. They were deep, but they were there. And the enemy wants your problems to overcome you and for you to forget the goodness of God in your life, that your problems are so deep, you're not able to see what God has already done. But I dare you right now, if God has ever done anything you, for you before, let's do this. Stop right now and praise Him for what He's already done. Come on, praise Him. Pra pra praise Him. Praise Him. For every mountain He brought me over. For every trial He's seen me through. For every blessing, hallelujah. For this I give you praise. Praise Him for what He's already done. Come on, praise Him for what He already moved. Praise Him for what He already shifted. But here you are now, you're in Gilgal. You're in the place of turning. You're in the place of a divine turnaround. So just don't stop and praise Him for what He's done. Go ahead and praise Him for what He's about to do in your life. Praise Him that this is your turnaround season. One, two, three, shout unto God. So here it is. I decree and declare that you're not going to be stuck in the wasness, the wasness, W-A-S-N-E-S-S. -S. You say, is that a word? It is now. You're not going to be trapped in the wasness of God. But you're about to step into His nowness. I'm about to prophesy and tell you that this is a turning point. This is a season where God is turning things in your life. You're at your Gilgal. The Lord said, I had to allow you moments of misery and seasons of struggle so you would realize I cannot stay where I do not belong. I prophesy that God is releasing a divine turnaround. I feel this right here, preacher. Shoo, you came today because I was supposed to lay hands on you. This is a Gilgal moment for you. God is turning things for you. God is shifting things for you. This is a Gilgal moment. There is a new anointing coming on you, man of God. There is a new anointing coming on you, man of God. What God has done in the past has been awesome and supernatural. But God told me to remind you that things are about to move out of the way. Somebody, something's happening right now. Things are about to move out of the way, Hendrick even in your own mind, even where you've doubted yourself. God said he's taking all that doubt off of you right now and he's releasing faith. I release an anointed Come on, I feel breakthrough. I feel breakthrough. I feel breakthrough. I feel breakthrough. Come stand right there, son. Right there in the white. Raise your hands. God said he's put something on you that's going to absolutely unshackle young people.
God said he's going to use you like you never dreamed or imagined. God said you are a preacher. God said you are a preacher. God, I feel something on me right now. God said you are a preacher. I release over you a yoke destroying anointing. I release over you an anointing that when you open your mouth, homosexuals will get delivered. When you open your mouth, drug addicts will get set free. Rebellion is gonna run from your ministry. When you start I release It's a moment, it's a moment, it's a moment, it's a moment. You've had a season where you said, Lord, do you even know where I'm at? You said, Lord, do you even know where I'm at? God told me to tell you you are standing at Gilgal. God told me to tell you things are about to shift. God told me to tell you things are about to turn. Something is breaking off of you right now. Something, somebody better give God a shout because anything God ever did, He can do it again. And anything God ever was, He still is. Oh, I need you to praise Him. 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 You two right here. Come on, come on. Can I obey the Lord for three minutes? Here's what I hear. I hear the Lord say breakthrough is all around you. Breakthrough for your family, breakthrough on personal levels, breakthrough on financial levels. The Lord said breakthrough is all around you. The Lord said you have stayed hungry. The Lord said you have stayed in pursuit. I release over you, man of God, an anointing like you've never known. It's, that's oil. Chandra, I release oil. I release oil. Woman of God, I release power. And I release Come on. God's doing something right now. God's doing something right now. God's doing something right now. It's a shift. It's a turn. It's a Gilgal moment. It's a Gilgal moment. I dare somebody to turn right now. I dare somebody to turn right now. Come on. And now I want you to give God praise that this is your moment. It's a divine reversal. I need Herschel and Tegan to come stand right here. Get out here, John, please. Raise your hands. God's had you guys on a journey. God's had you in a process. But the Lord said he's about to reward you because you moved in faith. The Lord said you moved in faith. The Lord said it's like you followed the glory. You followed the ark. You said, Lord, we heard what you said and we're gonna move in faith. There's new glory coming in your life, Herschel. There's new power coming on you, son. Tegan, God is releasing something fresh in your life. There's always been ministry in you, but God said there's more than you dreamed or imagined. Herschel, I'm releasing over you an anointing for a new season. God said you guys are about to step into a new season and you need a new anointing. God said you've been in good places, but the Lord said don't memorialize, don't idolize what you need to memorialize. Look back and say, God, I thank you for where you brought us. I thank 
thank you for what you did for us there. But God said, get ready. You ain't seen nothing yet. I release I release the power of God. Somebody give God the glory. Give God the glory. Slip up your hands. Come on. See your jar. Here comes the glory. financial moments, you're going to say, oh, that's Gilgal. When that, when that daughter calls you delivered, you're going to say, oh, that's Gilgal. When that doctor's report reverses, you're going to say, oh, that's Gilgal. Come on, somebody. When that door opens, you're going to say, oh, that's Gilgal. I bind every work that is trying to discourage you in this season. I take authority over every attack of the enemy. I take authority over the mentality that said God used to, but he doesn't now. I decree and declare that you're going to see the best and the biggest of God in the next season of your life. This is your divine turnaround. If you receive it, give God some praise about right now. Come on, give him praise right now. 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 Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can give at calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.